Welcome back to Live Action, we make your source for movie news, TV news, reviews, and recommendations. My name is Diego, and with me as always is my co-host, Ricardo. Hi, hello. I feel like our recording time never really works in, a, in like a good way. Like it always leaves us missing something a little bit. We usually record on a Monday night. Um, mm-hmm. But today was particularly awesome because we <laughs> we saw the Spider-Man trailer like literally 10 minutes ago. And I'm still reeling <laughs> from that. Oh my god, it's so good. We're definitely going to get into the new hotness. That. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. It's fantastic. I'm very happy we're going to get you going to get our real reactions right now. Um yeah. We also got today the latest episode of What If and we went into New Mutants, so you're going to hear that. But first, let's get into news. Let's get right into it, Ricardo. What do you think of the Spider-Man trailer? You know what? I'm I watched the leak, so <laughs> I kind of knew <laughs> what was you know, gonna happen and stuff. You know, I'm still excited. It's a movie I was gonna watch anyway. So, yeah, Alfred Molina looks cool. Yes, he does. He looks. He looks. He looks good. He looks like they young. They younged him up a little bit, so that's pretty good. Uh, I, I think the Doctor Strange stuff looks really awesome. I, I, it wasn't the stuff that I was expecting to be, uh, seeing in this trailer. But they do a lot of Doctor Strange. The universe is breaking and Peter's falling like the Doctor Strange movie through the cities and stuff. It looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Yeah, we did leak on Sunday, uh, and I did send it to you as soon as it leaked because I was very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're part of the problem. I am. I am. But, you know, it, I blame Sony for waiting this long to drop a trailer. I've been waiting for quite a bit. Uh, they seem to be going into the storyline uh is it one last day or one more day uh, with Peter Parker? Do you know what I'm talking about? The with I mean, only vaguely <laughs> in that he's trying to erase something. Yeah, but it looks like he's probably going to lose his relationship with MJ, and that's what he's probably most worried about. Uh, so I, I think they may be touching on that a little bit. I hope they don't try to reverse everything. I like the idea of him having to be... Uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man and everyone knowing about it. I want to explore that a little bit more. Uh, but he's he's trying to find a different way about it. We also saw Green Goblin's Pumpkin Bomb, which appears to be Willem Dafoe. It has to be, because you didn't hear that iconic Willem Dafoe laugh in the background. <laughs> I did. I, I hope they update. I, I don't mind if they don't update everyone's suit, but I think Willem Dafoe would definitely benefit from an updated Green Goblin look. I don't think that one holds up. And we also saw a little bit of electricity in the background that was not blue. It was very yellow. Uh, it appears that Jamie Foxx is getting an upgrade as well, so that's kind of cool. Hell yeah, he's yellow now. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to actually see him in this trailer, but we can assume that is him. The one big thing that's missing from this trailer that I'm probably people are going to be talking about is that uh, Andrew and Toby aren't in it. So... Do you think they are in this movie? Or was that just well, like a of whole... of course they're in this movie. <laughs> it's trailer one. Wait, wait, what, are we going to give it away right now at the jump? I think if you brought it in right now, people would be screaming. Like, people would be going off. So I think, yeah, they would. I, You know, I'm not, I'm not sold that Andrew is in this movie. I think Toby is. And... But if they weren't, if they hypothetically weren't in the movie, I actually think I prefer that. I'd rather see just Tom Holland dealing with all these other spider people. And maybe in the next one he goes to the other Spider-Verses. I'd like to see more of a Tom Holland-centered story. The trailer seems to be showing that it is more Tom Holland-centered. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of Tobey Maguire if there is, if he is in this movie. So you know what's, what I mean? what's going on here? Even he's going to different worlds? No, it seems other like... the worlds are coming to him? I think they broke reality when they tried to do this, but they weren't 100% in on it uh, because Tom Holland was like, what about Ned? What about MJ? What about Aunt May? And he didn't like that not everyone would know. He wants people to know, just not everyone. And so then the spell kind of breaks and then reality is breaking and now other spider villains are coming out of the woodwork, which is pretty cool. I don't know how you incorporate a larger Tobey Maguire story into that, though, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how we make this a full movie with also... Because you don't bring in Tobey Maguire and you don't give him an arc. You have to give him an arc. You have to give him something to do. 
Yeah, Andrew Garfield could just do whatever, to be honest. But <laughs> Toby needs what, a solid what story. What is the problem, man? Andrew Garfield was in the the, the bestest Spiderman. Look, I like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I really like Andrew Garfield. But the fans aren't going to be upset if Andrew Garfield comes in and he just has a couple of fun lines and a couple of things to do, like here and there. It Toby Maguire comes back. The Spider-Man that people argue is the best, even though I disagree, uh, he would have to have a solid story just for him as well. You know what I mean? I think they would, Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire, would kind of have to be co-leads. And I don't think that they have the capacity to do that. So I don't think he should be in this movie. Uh, Or how they would even make that arc fit into this movie without bringing the movie down. You know what I mean? When does it come out again? This one comes out December 17th, so we got a little bit of time until then. Okay, that's not too far off. Yeah, a couple of months. The thing is is that usually the Spider-Man trailers come out like seven months before the movie. That's why everyone's been freaking out about this one. We don't know why we weren't getting a trailer, but finally we got it. It's fantastic. Check it out. Let us know what you think. We also got a second um, trailer for The Eternals, which is now going to be very overshadowed by the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> suck it, Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess Marvel wins either way, but I guess Sony gets a little bit of a leg up on this one. Uh, what did you think of the Eternals trailer? We got a brand new trailer showing us a little bit more of the story and what they're going to be fighting. I'll be real with you. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's got some good stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ricardo is a big the Eternals story- hater. I don't know what he doesn't like. <laughs> he doesn't like Jack Kirby for some reason. I, I want know, you like, describe to me in great detail the Eternals. Tra- I'll ima- describe it to me. I'll I'll imagine it in my mind's eye. Sounds good. In the Eternals trailer, it appears that Salma Hayek, who is the leader of the Eternals, named Ajak, she is telling the kind of battlefield leader, uh, Richard Madden's character, Icarus, that when the snap happened, it left a door open for these things called deviants to do something called the emergence. Now, we don't know what that is, but they have seven days to stop it. So they have to go around the world and find the Eternals who have decided to basically retire because I don't know why. So in seven days, they have to basically bring the crew all back together to fight off uh, deviants, this emergence, and possibly celestials, which is pretty cool. You do get a look at a couple of different Celestials. Um, you get, you know, Richard Madness Icarus, which is basically Marvel's Superman. He looks fantastic. We get Cersei, played by Gemma Chan, who can uh, manipulate matter, basically turn one thing into another at will. We get uh, Makari, who is a, a super speedster, who is also deaf and played by a deaf actress, which is awesome. Uh, Brian Tyree mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's like, there's a lot of diverse people in this cast. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, from Atlanta. I love him. He's playing Fastos. He's like an inventor, basically. He's going to be the first openly gay character from Marvel. Like, he is going to be in a real... (laughs) You're telling me we've got Disney's first openly gay character? No, no. No, 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 no. There's plenty of openly first... (laughs) There's plenty of openly first gay characters from Disney. But this one is Marvel, and he is going to be actually, like, in a relationship. Like, he is going to have a husband and such so like they were going like no this character is gay i think this is something chloe zhao uh, really pushed for so that was pretty cool uh what else they got we got a couple of interesting characters uh in this one we got like sprite who is a, a master uh illusionist uh and this eternal is the only one that looks like a child so it's a child actress uh it, it's it's got a lot of fun characters athena athena who is played by angelina jolie who can craft weapons out of nothing. Like, they have some really interesting characters. Come on, Ninjani is playing a Bollywood star who is also a superhero. He decided to take his powers and basically become a celebrity. So, fun ideas, fun characters. I don't know how it's going to come together, but I'm excited for the cast and I'm excited for the visuals. I definitely recommend you check out the trailer. It looks pretty cool. We also got some news this week about <laughs> CW's Powerpuff Girls. Uh, Chloe Bennett has dropped out and they will be looking for a new actress to play Blossom this fall. Uh, were you uh, attached to Chloe yeah. Bennett in this role? <laughs> we're, uh, I think we're, we're a little late on this. This is 
happened a while a while back, I think a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the perfect time to not do this. You know, <laughs> people are actively fleeing now. Uh, this is a bad idea. I don't know if you've seen the the script pages that were leaked. No, but, you know. Oh, tell me about them. <laughs> Think Riverdale, but somehow just a little worse. It was... I, don't Ooh, I don't know if that's possible, but okay. <laughs> you telling me that sexy Mojo Jojo isn't a good villain? What are you talking about, Ricardo? It it's bizarre. It's like Mojo. He's like a human or something. He's got like <laughs> a son. It the whole thing's a train wreck. Uh, there are jokes about you know uh, Bubbles being a slut. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm w- saying you know, we should end it. No, no one wants also, this. the costumes also leaked a while back and they aren't particularly good. They're pretty hot topic dress looking. I don't I don't think this idea was a good one from the start and just kept molding it to something worse over time. Uh, I, I have to agree with you on this, but I do kind of want to see a trailer for this. You know what I mean? I just want to know. Uh, the, <laughs> I just want to see the visual of how bad it can be. You know what I mean? Well, which one? The one that did the original version that, you know, the studio saw it and said, you know what? Do it again. This one is <laughs> not up to snuff. I'm Or this new version that I think they're in the middle of reshooting. I don't know what the deal is. I'd, I'd see a little. Did you know about that? I do know that. I, I'd see a little bit of either one. I just want to know, like, what is what is the visual concept that they're going for with this? Like, how bad can it look? Um, I would say out of the three actresses that they got, Chloe Bennett was the biggest name. Like, she was a main character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a beloved character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if you watch that, but she's really good and she's been in movies and stuff and i don't i was confused when she got casted i was like that's a little bit low for you chloe what are you doing so i'm kind of (laughs) glad she got out of it (laughs) the loud house is getting a live action remake in a new trailer for a loud christmas uh ricardo you know a little bit more about this show what do you what do you think about this what's going on with this one yeah yeah i've seen this show a little bit like in passing it's yeah it's a it's an okay show i've I've seen a couple episodes. I felt we were remiss if we didn't talk about this one because it is a live-action remake. And, you know, what are we doing here if we're not talking about it? Yeah, dollar. I, Every time we bring it up, <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Comparing it, just how it translates as a live-action remake, it's pretty decent, honestly. Like It matches up with the aesthetic of the original cartoon pretty well. And it's just like a fun little Christmas special. Check it out if you're familiar with the show. Maybe check it out if you're not. Maybe you'll check out the cartoon. So I got a, I got a question about this. So are, are, yeah. are the same voice actors playing those characters? Or are the voice actors dubbing over like other actors? Or is it just actors no, playing those? I think it's I think it's just actors. Just regular. It's kind of like a do you, do you remember the, the Drake Bell Fairly Odd Parents movies? No, I never. That they seen, did a couple years ago? No, I never seen those at all. What? Sorry, I'm not a Drake Bell fan, Ricardo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool, though. I'm always down for a live action remake. Speaking of, there was another live action remake that we got a first look at this week that I think is a little near and dear to your heart, Ricardo talked about a little bit now this is something i actually do know about and will be heavily invested in okay okay we got our first look at cowboy bebop what'd you think ricardo you're the only one who's seen it out of the two of us so what do you think about this well have you seen even these images I ha- have you seen these i have i think the the suit looks cool i like the i like the the jacket <laughs> yeah that, that's you know honestly casting wise seeing them now in an actual like group photo I can see it. I think I can kind of roll with this. Uh, even they did a pretty good job of kind of translating face outfit, so it's not like like it's just the most revealing thing in the world. <laughs> it looks yes. like there's not going to be an Ed. Where's my my they them Ed? Who's Ed? Ed is like the the ultimate hacker for the the Bebop crew. They're like a weird elf child thing. Okay, cool. I did see that they have a Koigi. That I'm always down for a Koigi. <laughs> Your boy Ayn. Uh, he's 
in in canon of that show, uh, hyper intelligent Corgi with the same mental capacity as like a human. You just oh, I'm love that. a dog though. I love that idea. I'm down for that. It comes out this fall in November, sometime in November. Yeah, like yeah. really soon. I'm so so hesitant because it's a Netflix live action anime adaptation, and those have only gone one way <laughs> so far. But this is a TV show, though, so I think they got a little bit more time to play with the concept, right? I'll, you know, I'm definitely watching it. I'm saying I'm give it. I'm gonna give it two episodes. If I'm not thoroughly don't worry, Ricardo. I'll binge destroyed it. I'll and disappointed. It. I'll binge it for you, Ricardo, and I'll tell you every detail. So don't you even worry about it. And I'll tell you how much better it is than the original. I got you, Ricardo. <laughs> you don't have to worry at all. We also got this week news that Fiona and Cake, an official spin-off series from Adventure Time, is in the works at HBO Max. That's kind of cool. I like these those little one-off episodes. I've seen a few of them. Hey. Yeah, Adventure Time I feel like is better now than it has been since it's gotten, you know, off the air. I don't know, you probably haven't seen like the the distant land specials they've been putting out. I started one of them. I think I started BMO, but I didn't uh get very far. So I haven't really seen the or the three of them, right? Yeah, yeah. BMO's the only one I haven't seen yet. But uh BMO's the only one I haven't seen yet, but I've seen uh, you know, the the bubblegum and marceline one, which I thought was actually fantastic and then there's the weird metaphysical uh contemplating the afterlife finn and jake one which is also really good so uh, definitely check those out and fiona and cake uh, i'm all for it i've seen like you said those those old episodes yeah the adventure time was a little bit i missed the window on it so i had to come back to it a little bit a little bit more when i was older I, I don't know if I'm as nostalgic about it as other people, but I do like it. I think it's really cool and really weird <laughs> in a fun way. So I'm excited for a Fiona and Cake show. I'm down. Anthony Mackie is officially playing Captain America in Captain America 4. It's happening. He signed the deal. It's in It's in writing. We're getting Captain America 4 with Anthony yeah. Mackie. How do you feel about that, Ricardo? No, duh, man. <laughs> is this news, really? <laughs> like he wasn't going to come I, back? I mean, I think we all expected him to come back in some way. I don't know about you. I didn't expect them to do a movie with him once they did a TV show. I assumed that he would be a, just a recurring character in other Marvel movies. But I'm happy for him. I'm really glad we're getting more uh, Sam Wilson cap. I hope he fights a modern Nazi. I think that mm. would be awesome. I think that's the way to go. He fights yeah, there's some, there's the some Proud Nazi. Boys. I, I would be down. I'd be really down if that was it. Um, there's a couple of Nazi Captain America villains that just, like neo-Nazi Captain America villains, that it would just be so great to see it like on screen, you know? <laughs> it would just be so fantastic to watch it. Um, him take them down. That's just my pitch. Uh, Marvel, hit me up. You just um, said it'd be fantastic if there were more neo-Nazis on screen. That's what you just said. Uh, getting beat up. Getting beat up by Sam Wilson, Captain uh, America. Yes. Yes. Is this podcast evidence? I was lo- Are you canceled? Uh, I'm, they got me. You know what? Just cut it together, Ricardo. You can edit this episode, Ricardo, uh, if you'd like. You can, and you can uh, put it however you could say whatever I want, you want with my words. I got you. Here is an interesting development from Black Panther 2. Dominique Thorne will be introduced as Ironheart ahead of her Disney Plus show. Uh, we actually know from set photos that she will be attending MIT and will be having a discussion with Shuri. So, that's awesome. Dominique Thorne will be playing Ironheart. Uh, I'm excited for her show. Do you have any thoughts on Ironheart? I, don't, I didn't know there were set photos already. Yeah, the, I guess this. Well, the set photos aren't clear enough, but like people on set have seen that like Shuri and Koye and uh, Dominique Thorne's Ironheart will be all together, and they will be in an MIT setting. So it's kind of like, oh, she's an MIT student. That's uh, where you're going to introduce her. I don't think she's Wakandan in the comics. No, no. But they could definitely change that. I I think Riri Williams is actually from Chicago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, now I'm really curious. How is she going to connect with, you know, Wakanda? Is it just like a a scouting thing? Hey, we noticed you're doing dope shit. You want to hang out? Maybe she's on, like, a kind of scholarship where, like, Wakandans help out, like, uh, 
people of color that'd be pretty dope or something like that and then they're just giving her access to technology and how, that's how she creates the Ironheart armor I don't know I'm just spitballing here but yeah, I'm excited to finally see Ironheart um, that is going to be the Iron Man replacement like it's not Spider-Man it's not War Machine it's Ironheart so we're getting in a little bit of it so that's kind of cool Gene Roddenberry has a biopic in the works uh, as the creator of Star Trek that's pretty cool what do you think about that Ricardo you wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I may, I may not be like a big Star Trek guy, but I'm very interested in this just because I don't know much about Gene Roddenberry. All accounts of uh, I've heard, he seems like a pretty nice guy. So it's, it'll be cool maybe in like a Mister Rogers kind of way, but for sci-fi, I don't know. It's just it, I really like biopics, so seeing, uh, how. One man created this cultural phenomenon. I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Ricardo, how do you feel about Jeopardy? Oh, man. Have you been following the drama? The, the... I, I'm going to need you to break down the drama a little bit for me because I have not been following this specific drama, but I have heard a little bit of it. So why don't you, why don't you break it down for us, Ricardo? All right. This is my favorite prestige show on television. You know, Mr. Mike Richards... After, you know, leading the hunt, who's going to be the next host of Jeopardy, decided, you know what? It's me. I'm the new host of Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) To thunderous silence. No one wanted that. And then, you know, stuff starts coming out of the woodwork. You say, hey, did you once have a podcast (laughs) where you said some pretty... You know, bad stuff. And there seems to be, like, a lot of lawsuits against you. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't oh, no. be the host of Jeopardy. <laughs> and, you know, he's, oh, he's jump okay. ship. He's like, all right, I am stepping back as the host of Jeopardy. I'm still going to be executive producer, though. <laughs> Wasn't it, like, a week after he got, like, he announced it? That he got put... I, it was, like, a rec- it was very quick. I don't oh, yeah, it's a very short days. time frame from announcement to I'm out. <laughs> and I, I heard... This was the big complaint I heard was it seemed like they were gearing up for LeVar Burton. He's the fan favorite. He's the one that everybody wants for the for the gig. And they did not because why? <laughs> because it was Mike Richards. You know? The guy, okay. He's like a big behind the scenes guy on Jeopardy. He was the guy leading the hunt for the new Jeopardy host. And the final decision was, you know, like I said, me, I'm gonna host Jeopardy. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad he got his com- comeuppance, but who's the who's the new host then? Oh, who they, who they got? We'll never know. Who knows? It could be it what? could be anybody. <laughs> oh, are you saying that we're up for hosting Jeopardy? We could Ricardo? definitely it do be, it. The questions will only be about live action remakes, but it'll be fantastic. I think the Muppets um, should host everything. But I think we're a close <laughs> second. I I agree. I I can I can come to terms with that. Yeah, I would watch Kermit do it, but I'd also watch us do it. So it's it's great. Let us know who you think should host. Um, and uh, in our last bit of news, this one is surprising to me, exciting, but also disappointing at the same time, Ricardo, because I feel like we've been talking about DC and this particular problem every week now. Mm-hmm. Uh. But they have announced a Black Canary movie on HBO Max, which is exciting. With uh, oh, Journey Smollett, I believe that's name is. good. That's that's awesome. She's fantastic in Birds of Prey, and we're very excited and happy for her. The problem is, is that this is another person of color who's getting their movie on HBO Max. Oh, that's this is bad. the third one in a row. That's three <laughs> in a row, Ricardo. And I don't, I don't get why. I, it's. It's beyond frustrating at this point because I think those characters like oh, they're, they're so good and you and you made a Suicide Squad movie in 2016 but you don't <laughs> believe in these like what is your problem what is your problem Batgirl Black Canary Blue Beetle all deserve to be on the big screen it would be fantastic if these were on the big screen but nope nope it's not what we're doing we both know DC's uh-huh. a mess right now they. They're just now starting to put out stuff I kind of like. Like, I loved Suicide Squad. I like Shazam. But 
mm-hmm. in terms of like whatever they've got planned and especially this release schedule for just dumping stuff on on the streaming just to build up that platform with you know I think didn't Walter Hamada say at one point it's like like an experiment kind of similar to that Shang-Chi drama yep they want to experiment on HBO Max with these quote unquote whiskey characters Th- there we go that's what characters. I was thinking about that risky comment yeah it's some bullshit <laughs> uh, because if there are like and I'm not bashing James Gunn or the Suicide Squad fantastic movie we talked about it we loved that movie right but if we're talking risky characters, that movie is filled <laughs> to the brim with risky characters. Hey, and you they, know what? They were like Polka Dot Man can make it to the big screen, but not a not a Latino. Yeah, absolutely no. The closest we got was Milton Ricardo. That's the only one we got. But whatever. Oh, I guess Ratcatcher as well. Ratcatcher was also. But look, I, if you're gonna do HBO Max originals with these guys. Uh, it's particularly like Batgirl and Black Canary I think could make great TV shows like those would be like a Black Canary TV show would be amazing I'd prefer these guys in the movies in theaters but if you're gonna use HBO Max do a Peacemaker and give them 8 episodes so they at least get some character development you know I, I'm not I'm not excited that, that it's on HBO Max I am excited for the character Oh, are you a big Black Canary person? Yeah, I don't know much aside from, you know, she hangs out with Green Arrow a lot and she, you know, she screams. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. She's also, like, one of the best martial artists uh, in the DC Universe. I think... She was a big part of Brave and be... the Bold, and I thought she was pretty cool in that. Oh, yeah, she is, she's in Brave and the Bold. I, she's also a big part of Young Justice as well. Uh, she's a great character. I would actually like to see Green Arrow in this movie as a secondary, as the love interest, like, uh, side character. Because out of the two of them, honestly, I think she is more powerful and way more skilled than Green Arrow. <laughs> so I think it makes sense for her to be the lead. And it'll be Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he's, he's the Green Arrow now. No, that's, I'm not here for that's that. That's my choice. <laughs> I'm trying to think of blonde guys with a goatee. Honestly, Chris Pine would have been great, but he's already in Wonder Woman in 84, so I can't, I don't know. I got to think about that. But he's got to be able to rock the goatee. Maybe Ryan Gosling, but I think that's too little of a role for him. So, I don't know. Got to think about it. But that's all the news we had for this week. Uh, Let us know if we missed anything. Let us know what was your favorite piece of news this week. Uh, Email us at liveactionremakepodcast at gmail.com. Next up, we have the latest episode of what if episode two what if t'challa became a star lord now if you guys have not seen this episode go ahead and pause this and go check it out on disney plus uh, it's only like 35 minutes and uh come back here because we'll be talking spoilers this whole time so ricardo what did you think of what if episode hey, hey, two diego fucking you, you ever thought about this what, what what if what if t'challa were a star lord what do you think about that? It's the name of this episode. Yeah, that's the that's actually in quotations in, at Disney Plus. It's so in that, and it says uh, in parentheses in a, a weird accent. <laughs> um, I I look, I I think I've talked to you about we talked about this last week that how I felt this ep- last episode while it was cool it was a little bit underwhelming to me like it was a little bit uh, beat for beat. Captain America, the first Avenger, just shorter, very brisk. Uh, and while I like some things about it, I it, it didn't, it wasn't my favorite, right? Uh, because there, I, I wanted weirder and different concepts. Like I wanted uh, something I couldn't expect. And that's what this episode was. <laughs> I absolutely loved this episode. It, it was so weird. There were so many different ways that they took characters all off of this one decision that was made. Uh, and I believed all of them. I liked it all. I don't think there was any problems I had with it. Uh, I had fun. And to be honest, I got a little... I, I got uh, really sad at the end. Like, the, <laughs> the ending where they dedicated to Chadwick Boseman, who is fantastic in this episode, I gotta say. Uh, it really hit me. Uh, so, yeah. I'm with you. I really like this episode. Uh, it sort of follows the same kind of plus guardians but enough of it goes in a different direction that it feels fresh uh, i really like this version of t'challa who's you know out here you know 
be in a Steven universe just talking his enemies down and becoming bros. <laughs> Thanos is in this, wasn't expecting that, and he's just kind of hanging out because T'Challa talked to him one time. Yeah, he's a ravager, <laughs> which is the last thing I expected. I knew Josh <laughs> Rowling was coming back for this show. I didn't know in what capacity. This is definitely not what I expected, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, he's chill now. Just to go now. into Thanos a little he's bit. He's still kind of, you know... Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, though, half the universe is <laughs> yeah. efficient. Like, he's still kind of... He's like... I- Try, trying to trying to get you to hear him out. I don't like. I don't think he wants to do it, but he's like. But guys, you have to admit it had it had some like. <laughs> I had a point. Like I feel like I'm not getting credit for this idea. Um, how how did you feel about Thanos's action in this one? Because he does lose a bit uh, to some characters that we I'd argue aren't as powerful as the Avengers. Well, it's a different timeline. You know, he's not he's not armored up. He hasn't. He's just kind of chilling. I will say, I liked his... He got a little moment in this episode, you know. He kind of, you know, tries to buy the rest of the crew time. He's got his moment. They're like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Not crazy. Mad. That was... Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. That was one of the best lines in the episode. And again, like, I think in this episode, and I'm not, I'm not uh, bashing the last episode for the voice actors. The voice actors were great in the last episode overall uh, but this episode i think steps it up a notch and I think that line really got me excited <laughs> it really got me like a avengers infinity war level of excited i was like oh man <laughs> this is crazy um let's run down a few of the things that uh t'challa changes just by him being the one that goes up into space because yandu sends his subordinates to go get him instead of himself and so they pick and they can't see color dog <laughs> Hashtag 2021. Whoa. Yeah, Craglin. I like that it was Craglin and uh, Taserface, like the two dumbest lieutenants you could think of. That Of course they would mess this up pretty badly. Um, I also like the idea that they went, oh, we already have a kid. We don't need to get Peter now. Like they just decided to just not get Peter Quill <laughs> at all. Um, it was pretty funny in my opinion. Um, but let's run down the things that T'Challa is able to change because he is in uh, the Ravagers. Uh, we got one, the Ravagers are now good guys, Robin Hood style, who steal from the rich and give to the poor. Like, they're running missions. He is basically leading them, which is a huge change <laughs> from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy that I feel is a little bit overlooked. Uh, Yandu's gone straight. Taserface has gone straight. Thanos has gone straight. Drax's life is, is fine. His family's all good. Oh, yeah. Drax is... He gets to live his best life. <laughs> yeah, he's doing good. Um, Nebula has hair. And she's not as traumatized. Yes. Which is kind of nice. What if Nebula were sexy? <laughs> They had a ridiculous amount of chemistry. I feel like that was really <laughs> more than more than T'Challa had with Nakia. More than I think. Um, I never I, constant flirting back and forth mm-hmm. with those two. No Gamora, by the way. No, Gamora's just not in this. I don't know where she's at. It's just you know her and Cha Cha. Cha-cha. I like that. Apparently, Karen Gillan uh, thought of that on the day. Like she was like, "What if? What if I called him Cha-cha?" And they just stuck with it. So I was like, "That's kind of cool." I like, I like those little things like that. Um, the collectors, fucking buff as shit. <laughs> I. It's personally what T'Challa did. He made the collector. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's dumb ripped in this one. I liked the collector a lot more in this one. He definitely felt a lot more like a comic book like threat where he just got all these all this shit that he's just using. I was here for it. Um there was more Oh my favorite part of the episode. Ricardo, who do you think my favorite character in this episode was? Besides T'Challa, of course. And it was by a lot too. Was it not Thanos? <laughs> no, it was not Thanos actually. My favorite character I'm trying to think who else was in who was on this team. Uh, Cosmo the dog. No, not Cosmo the dog. Although I do like Cosmo the dog. Um, 
I, I'm okay. I'll say who my favorite was because I think this actor was a little bit wasted in the Marvel movies. I think he's great. I think he's hilarious. And this one, they literally took the character and turned it on his head in a big way. And I, I thought it worked. I maybe it didn't for you, but I loved Korath. How much he was just a fanboy of Star Lord, <laughs> and how he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. It was by far my. I was laughing. I rewatched the scene where they fight like four <laughs> times because I was dying every time. He's like, oh, man, should I use the gun? Like, should I not use the gun? He's like, hey, I'd be persuaded to change teams if you want to change teams. He's like, should I be bowing? He was, the exact opposite reaction he had to Chris Pratt. <laughs> and I, I dug it a lot. That was my See, that's what it was. I would, when I watched this the first time, that got me. Like, the first really big belly laugh. This is the, the thing where, you know, do you know who I am? And I'm waiting for him to do the classic, you know, who? Yeah. And it just turns into, oh my god, you're Starlight! <laughs> it was, oh, it was so good. And I think Jaman Hansu does not get enough credit for his, like, cause he's such a, he has such a menacing voice, and he's such a, he's such a menacing presence that you forget that he's a, like a great actor. So he just doesn't get these comedic beats. I loved all of his comedic beats in this. I love how he calls Starlight his best friend, like after just like a couple hours with him. I love that he's recruited. I loved everything about that. I want to see more of this Karath. He was my favorite. He was so good. My boy Howard El Pato, he gets a, a cameo. Stop teasing me, Marvel. Do something with him already. It is weird that he's in this, like, for an, an extended amount, in my opinion. Like, it's not, it's more than Drax in this one. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know why they use that character. I would have preferred them to use more of Cosmo. I would have liked to see more of what Cosmo can do, but... And it is what it is. Um, they are their heist. I I didn't really care about. I'm not gonna lie. Like the whole stealing this grass thing. I don't know what that is. I I think they could have made it something that we've seen before. It's a it's a plant thing, you know. Yeah, but that's it. Like I don't know. I I had no connection to it. I wish they could have shown us them feeding the people or whatever. Uh, that way you could just. Well, yeah, isn't that the... It was a whole thing. Hey, Thanos, instead of that, how about we, you know, make infinite resources with this plant thingamajigger? Oh, no, I, I get it. I uh, I a thousand percent understand. What I'm saying is I would have liked to seen a little bit more of the stakes, so I would be a little bit more invested into the heist. Uh, but I didn't uh, I didn't get that. So that'd be like my... Mm. That'd be my only nitpick. Um I also really loved uh, T'Chaka in this, who gets a couple of scenes, and this really great moment where T'Challa gets on the Wakandan spaceship and he sees that they've been advancing technology so much to go out into space because they're looking for him. That made me really sad, and I, I really loved that part with T'Chaka talking about his son. Yandu kidnapped a small boy, so then lied about it for 20 years yeah that was kind of that was in line with Yandu though so and I think T'Challa gets over it a little bit too quickly in my opinion but I like <laughs> I like the ending where they go back and they you get to see Wakanda and you get to you get that kind of closure yeah, every, again everyone's just kind of hanging out and having a good time yeah as is T'Challa's life seemingly in this the greatest timeline but oh wait, who's here in this end stinger? <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> How'd they get Kurt Russell for one line? I have, I imagine he's got to be like, either coming back or a big bad of season two. You know what I mean? I love the small detail that Star Lord would have just worked at Dairy Queen. Like I just love that idea. <laughs> Peter Quill ends up working at that same Dairy Queen. Yeah, because what other jobs are in that town? Peter Quill doesn't leave that town. Like, absolutely not. And so I get why Peter has to be Star-Lord, because I guess ego and all that. But man, if, if T'Challa was Star-Lord, man, the world, the universe would be so much better. I, I just, I love the thought that this episode is basically just, how great is it when Chadwick Boseman is around? That's just the whole, that's just the whole episode. <laughs> uh, it was great. I, I... Guys, how cool was is Chadwick Boseman is the whole point of this episode. 
it's really fitting you know like you said it's a really good tribute to him at the end absolutely you know R.I.P. yes I, I do know that he will be coming back for multiple episodes in this so this isn't necessarily his last episode but if it was I, I think it's a great ending to uh, a, a great uh, way to just show his compassion and what he meant to a lot of people and including myself so I was fantastic. Highly recommend this episode of What If. I'm this episode is made me way more excited for future episodes than the last one. What will the watcher bring us next? What's he watching? The, uh, I think the next one is generally about the first Avengers movie, but I don't know what the question is. So, and you like that one's on this is the one that people don't know as much about compared to Captain Carter and T'Challa Star-Lord. So, We'll see. It'll be coming out soon. So, uh, let us know what you thought of the latest episode of What If. Now, Ricardo, we're gonna go in back into the multiverse. Last week we saw an anime Whoa. Off, of your, off of your pick, and so this week we're doing one of my picks, a movie, the only X Men movie that I had not seen, The New Mutants. Um. <laughs> This one had like hell yeah, dude. Yeah, this one had a really weird scheduling about like um, how it was uh, released, and uh, I believe the first year it was supposed to come out was twenty seventeen, if I'm not mistaken, and it can no no that can't be right no uh, well for anyone that I think most people know but for anyone that doesn't. Uh, New Mutants, heavily, heavily delayed movie, uh, you know, famously the movie that would never come out uh, during the early Corona times. I believe, I think they filmed this in 2018. They moved it once to, you know, stay out of Deadpool 2's way, I think. And then it just wouldn't come out. Yeah, the, no, the first release date was uh, April 22nd, 2017. And then it got pushed to tw- wow. yeah to twenty it was twenty seventeen it got pushed to twenty eighteen, and then I think they moved that one back because of Deadpool, and then they moved it back again because of the Fox merger and then X Men the last uh, the Dark Phoenix, and then Corona, <laughs> and so it just kept going and then at uh, twenty twenty they dropped it I believe like last year, uh, and at that point I stopped caring so i didn't watch it <laughs> and uh, i don't think you know what it's been enough time it's uh, new mutants is out anyone can see it let's look at it with some fresh eyes how does it stand on its own away from all this drama it's fine it's <laughs> it's uh <laughs> this was the okayest x-men movie i think i've ever seen to be honest i didn't have many problems uh with the cast i didn't have many problems with the cgi i thought it was very cool uh but as soon as i stopped watching i didn't care about any of the characters and i don't care that we're not continuing with them <laughs> what did you think ricardo <laughs> yeah i mean it was a movie stuff happened mm-hmm. it was okay there's a there's a better movie in there somewhere yes. there's little bits that I, that can be taken out that could make a way better movie. I agree. I I think this movie might have benefited from the reshoots that they didn't end up doing for some reason. <laughs> uh, and uh, one thing I do know about this movie is that it was supposed to end with a post-credit scene where John Hamm would be playing Nathaniel Ethic, Essex, aka Mr. Sinister, the villain that they've been teasing all along. Uh, Oh, it was John Hamm, and they might have been recast to Antonio Banderas. One, it was one of the Antonio two. Banderas. Yes, it was one of either one of them was casted and then got recasted, or vice versa. I don't know which one, but this movie was supposed to end with Mister Sinister because I don't know if you uh, know this, Ricardo, but they've been teasing Essex Court for a while in the X Men movies, and they were just getting to it when <laughs> Disney bought them, so. It was teased in Logan. Uh, Essex Corp is the uh, facility that held uh, Logan's daughter, uh, X-23. And um, Essex Corp was also... You see, 
even now, you're talking about a different movie. No, I know. I know. Than the, than the New Mutants. That's how forgettable that they are. <laughs> yeah. But it was also... Let's... You know what? Let's let's break it break it down. Okay, okay. What what is New Mutants? What goes on? The new well, the movie starts. Where are we? Uh, we're in some town. I don't remember where we're at, but we're with uh Danny Moonstar. We are yeah. We're on Danny Moonstar's reservation, and everything's gone fuck up because of her. Um, but we're not. We'll get to that. Um. Yeah, so, like, the town is being taken over by some kind of tornado, and she is the only survivor, I believe. So she ends up in a facility for new mutants to figure out their abilities so they can move on to whatever, uh-huh. whatever's next. You know who we got in this hospital? We got we got Stranger Things, Queen's Gambit, and Game of Thrones. Yeah, we got all of them right before they... Well, no, some of these, are, some of these people are at their peak. Uh, some of these people are before their peak. Um, but we get Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yeah, we get uh, Anya Taylor-Joy before she is, like, big time, like, right now. We get uh, Charlie Heaton from uh, Stranger Things, the least impressive character in that uh, show. <laughs> we get... Uh, uh, I don't know who plays uh, Bobby. I'm going to have to look it up. I think it's Henry... Who? Henry Zaga. You say Bobby? Yeah, Roberto. Uh, I forgot. Roberto. Roberto, yes. And then uh, Blue Hunt plays uh, Danny. So I think the actors are pretty good. I think those five are not bad for what they got. What they get. I do think the characters are pretty generic, though. Y- you know what? Danny Moonstar, played by an actual Native American, which I thought was pretty cool. But it is immediately offset by how incredibly racist Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy is. Oh, yes. Anya Taylor-Joy is the only char- actress who gets, like, a little bit of character. And it's an asshole and kind of a racist. So it's not it's not great. I, I did like... Uh, I did like Danny... The fact that they gave Danny and... Uh, and... Uh, Rainy... Ron, what's her name? Uh... The Wolf's Bane. It's just... Yeah. Rain? It's just Rain. Rain? I was going to say Ronnie, but I was like, no, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, Danny and uh, Rain, actually, they they do the uh, relationship, which is pretty cool. I didn't think that, uh, you know, it's not something Disney is willing to do, but I'm glad Fox was willing to do it, at least, you know, we get the, get the lesbian relationship. That's awesome. You know, you kind of see that coming a mile away <laughs> they're telegraphing it every chance they get man yeah they got the the lingering camera looks they they fall on that one time and they they awkwardly hold each other before looking away mm-hmm. uh rain straight up watching something gay on tv <laughs> the seeds were planted i knew it was there i saw did you uh did you notice uh the recurring character from the Suicide Squad? There's one actress. The who? There's one, there's one actress in this movie who is from the Suicide Squad. But there are three actresses in this movie. You're not going to get it. You're not going to know who she was because she's... Uh, well, one, I think she has one of those faces that just like blends into the movie. And she's a very good character. Actually. Is it the doctor? She there's is. like no one else in this movie. It is the doctor. She's Sol Soria. She's the uh, leader of the Rebellion. In the Suicide Squad. Whoa. Yeah. She's a fucking creep in this. (laughs) Yes, she is. But even even her, she's pretty good in this. I don't think she's a bad actress. I don't think any of the actors in this did a bad job. Uh, If anyone, I think Charlie Heaton does a really weird accent that I don't like. But other than that... They all do weird accents. (laughs) Yeah, but I can... I believe Anya Taylor-Joy's, so I was cool with it. Um, You know that... uh, Magic, Anya Taylor-Joy's character, is, uh... You know who she's related to in the comics? A Colossus. You know, this is the thing with this movie. I don't really get who she is or what her deal is. Like, the movie doesn't do a very good job of explaining that. Yeah, she's... So, like, she can teleport, but she doesn't use that power to just leave. Uh, she can do, like, dimension stuff. She, she's got a puppet that may or may not be... A real dragon. Mm-hmm. 
the the she can summon Slenderman. So. Oh no! The, I have no idea what what's going no, on. No, 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 no! The Slenderman are not her. So okay, Anya Taylor Joy's abilities. Basically, she's a sorceress, so she's got multiple abilities that come off like oh, she's teleporting, she's doing this. But really, she's more of a like a Scarlet Witch type, where she just can do magic, not at the extent of a Scarlet Witch, but those are the things that she knows how to do, including like her dragon, her sword, her teleporting and such. The men and whatever, those are all Danny. So Danny's power is just that she can uh, use your fears against you and make them real, which is why the bear is her fear. Uh, Wolfsbane was the preacher. Those men were that was Danny as well. So Danny is the one who's doing that. That's why they're like, Danny can't be trusted. We have to kill her. And I don't want to like say the twist is bad because like it's a, it's a fine twist, I guess. But if you know, there was a twist. Well, the twist is like what's happening in this facility, and it's like it's Danny. Um, but if was that not obvious? Yeah, I mean, like from the jump. Yeah, there's that, and also if you know comics, you know her powers. So it's like, ah, eh, it's not a twist. Um, Nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> no, well, we show up at this hospital. We're gonna, we're kind of just hanging out, and then a bear shows up. Because of Danny, I don't think this movie realizes that Danny is the main villain of the movie, and they should try to get away from Danny. <laughs> because even when they killed her, and they're like, "Oh, we're free. We can leave now." I'm like, "You're still with Danny." As soon as you guys fall asleep, this is just going to happen again. This happened a couple of nights in a row. It's not It's, it's not going to be a fun time for you. Don't go with her. Um, but yeah, I, I got to say about this about this movie, though. I got to give it credit where it's due. I think the CGI in this movie is very good for an X-Men movie. Uh, not that X-Men movies are generally bad with it, but this one looked pretty. It looked pretty cool. And I assume it's because of the amount of time it had. But it looks really good. You know what? I'll give it this. It it was trying something different. It was kind of leaning into that horror aspect. And it was just really refreshing to see new characters that weren't like Cyclops, Wolverine, <laughs> and Jean Grey. Yeah, it's, uh, it went for something different visually. I don't think it was as scary as it could have been. I'm not a horror person, but I wasn't like, like I'm, I'm, I scared pretty easily. I didn't find this movie very scary. Uh, I would definitely see a second one of these though. I think if they went, like, we're doing another one with these same five characters, I would, I would watch it. I'm not saying I'd be extremely excited. I think I'd be about like a Thor: The Dark World level of excitement. I think that's a good place to put this movie. But I, I would, I would watch more of these characters. I'd watch more of these guys grow. We're never going to see these characters again. Oh, no, for sure. I'm sure Anya Taylor... They're gone forever. I'm sure Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be picked up You know up what? Even this, Marvel. like you said, makes you want to see more. I can kind of relate to that. Mm-hmm. But it's a common criticism I've seen that this really does just feel like a pilot for the TV show that it never was. <laughs> yeah, I, a little bit. Um... Did you have a favorite and least favorite character? I think the least favorite's pretty oh, obvious. I think there's one character who I think... not that Again, I don't think it's the actor's fault, but I don't think they were given enough to do. I, you know what? Anya Taylor-Joy, she's just a good actress, so she's still pretty good in this, despite being racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say Maisie Williams uh, as Wolfsbane was my favorite. I like the whole, like, oh, demons can't come into church, demons can't come into church. Like, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and I like I like their love story, so I was cool with uh, Maisie Williams. Um, I don't think uh, Henry Zaga as uh, Sunspot had a lot to do in this movie, even visually. They didn't even let him use his powers that much, which kind of sucks. What are you talking about? He washed all those dishes. That's lame. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I you know it kills me because I if you watch uh, Days of Future Past, Sunspot's in that movie and he's pretty cool, even though he gets a few scenes. That one, he's way cooler than this one, so it uh, just got me a little bit sad that he was the lame one of the five, you know? Lamer than Rocket Boy? I liked Cannonball. I thought the visualiz- uh, the visualization of his powers was probably my favorite of the of all of them. 
Uh, I thought it was... He's from Kentucky. Yeah, I didn't like his voice. I, that was, like, my big criticism of him. But I liked his uh, his energy abilities. I liked that he uh, he knows how to use it. He's just been using it to kind of abuse himself because he doesn't like himself. Uh, I thought that was, like, an interesting way to go about it. I, there's some good ideas in this. Like, and the actors are good in this. It just needed a little oomph, you know? It needed... A story of some kind. <laughs> There's not really a story to this. There's no driving force. Like we said, you just kind of... We, we hang out with these characters. And, you know, I guess if you want, it's a, it's kind of a character piece. Uh, even when they're slacking off, what they do for fun is they go... They go pull on a lie detector and ask each other weird, personally revealing questions. That was a weird episode. They exposit to each other. That was weird. I didn't... You know how teens do? <laughs> I will say I think they have chemistry. I think the group isn't bad together either. There's some there's some good parts to this. I don't know if I would have benefited from a theater or not experience. Uh, I might have been bored. I saw this in parts, which I think was the best way to go about it. The, there's straight up clips from Logan in this. I was very confused about that. <laughs> I, you know what? The X-Men timeline is so weird. I don't know where this would even fit. I, I wonder if they were trying to do a team-up thing with Deadpool, the New Mutants, and the X-Men. But how would that even work, you know? I don't know. I don't know what Fox was planning. I I can never know. Yeah, it's the the whimper that is the end of the Fox X-Men. The New Mutants. I'll, Yay. I'll give them this. Better than Dark Phoenix. Like, Dark Phoenix was supposed to be the last movie. This being the last one is a... It's a little bit higher. Not much, but it's a little bit higher. So I'll give them that. Uh, Ricardo, I didn't get to ask you before the podcast, but do you have a pick for next week in our multiverse watch? You want you want my pick? I hope I do, but we'll see. <laughs> You're looking at me? Hey, you... You're saying to me you want my pick I, for next I, week? I want the pick, Ricardo. Just give, Just help me now so I can just... Just rip off that band-aid. Let's go. Phineas and Ferb, Mission Marvel. Yes! Oh, that's a great one. Oh, thank goodness. I was so worried, Ricardo. I was... <laughs> uh, Alright, so come back next week where we watch Phineas and Ferb, Mission Marvel. I love that special. That's one of my favorites. Okay, I'm excited now. Alright, Ricardo, we're going to finish off with a recommendation. So you got anything good to tell the people at home this week? Hmm. Uh, you know what? You go first. Okay, I got one. Okay, I actually got... I have two... Um, if you want to see a movie this week, if you want to see it at home, or if you want to go to the theaters, because I saw two different movies. So if you want to be at home, check out Vivo on Netflix. It's fantastic. I think it's it's very under the radar right now. Uh, it's with Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, and it's basically about a kinkachu who <laughs> is very musical and is trying to deliver a song uh, from Cuba to Florida. So it's very it's very beautiful it's a i believe it's a dreamworks animation it looks incredible it's got banger after banger i had a fantastic time watching it it's also just a feel-good family movie and if you're hispanic i think it's you're gonna love it especially i'm cuban personally so uh seeing it it was it was pretty cool for me so i I highly recommend that uh if you want to go to theaters i saw free guy blew me out of the water fantastic uh, I think it has a lot more heart than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a really stupid movie that I could enjoy. Uh, it had it had a really cute love story that I was really invested in. Uh, and it had a lot of good character actors. Definitely recommend uh, both of those. So if you want to see a movie at home, check out Vivo. If you want to see a movie in theaters, check out Free Guy. They're both great. Uh, Ricardo, do you got a you pick? I don't know if you've heard of... A little show called Tuca and Birdie. Oh, yes. Yeah, season two yeah. just wrapped up on Adult Swim. And it's from creator Lisa Hanawalt, who's one of the one of the creative di- directors and driving forces behind BoJack Horseman. This is her show. Uh, it's kind of, it's if you can believe it, it's steeped in even less reality than, <laughs> than BoJack was. It gets real wild. But you know, always has like a really good like emotional core to their episodes. Uh, you know, they started off on Netflix, and you know, for whatever reason, they canceled them over there. And Adult Swim, you know, swooped in and 
picked him up for at least two more seasons. So, highly recommend Tuca and Birdie. I saw the first season on Netflix, and I loved it. And I was really surprised how quickly they canceled it. So, I'm happy to hear that it's doing good at Adult Swim. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. All right, I think that pretty much wraps us up this week. Uh, Ricardo, where could the good people at home find you? Hey, you know, man, I'm out there. Twitter sometimes. At Brickabrack. Yeah, you'll find me. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I bet. You can also find me at Action Remake Pod on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live Action Remake. Uh, and that's uh, pretty much it. If you want to email us, feel free to email us at Live Action Remake Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what we missed and uh, what you liked. So, yeah. Tune in next week so we can get into What If Episode 3 and Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. Pretty excited about it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay safe. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated, please, so we can keep watching movies. I want to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and yeah, do what you love. Peace.